actually did. What's that? Dirty song. Uh, no, no, no. Daddy's home. Daddy's home. I actually didn't plan that out. I was just really singing that song. Usually I am really just singing the song, but I just know you're going to answer. But, yeah. I've been listening to that that uh, that new Drizzy a little bit. That new Drizzy. Oh. Uh, are, are you, you, if you had to choose, because we have to choose, because it's all about competition. You fucking with the new Drake or the new Kanye? I mean, I haven't, I don't know. <laughs> oh man, it's neck and neck, right? It's neck and neck. Oh yeah. man, yeah. just it's that close. I feel it, man. Yeah, I, I, I feel yeah, it. They're, they're right there. <clears throat> I feel you. I've listened to like two songs from the new Kanye, and I feel like I'm like whatever the intro or no the what uh, what jail is called jail with Jay Z, and I feel like I'm supposed to like that song because it's Kanye and Jay Z, but it's it's straight. It's just straight. Um, and what was the other one? God breathed. I know God breathed on this. That's catchy. Um, but yeah, man, I'm kind of kind of messing with the drizzy a little more. The drizzy. Uh, they're both a little bloated. I like a little more conciseness in my albums, but uh, a little bloated. A little bloated. Is there like metal beef? Like, there's rap beef. We'll talk about Drake and Kanye a little bit, but like, is there metal beef? Are there bands that don't fuck with each other like that? Do they do 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 metal bands do diss tracks? I don't think they do diss tracks. Ugh. I know, I know. Like, I'm not a hundred percent on this, but like, there's a there's a subgenre called uh, deathcore. Ah, uh, that's where and all the diss tracks are. I I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a couple. I I absolutely hate deathcore. Okay. I can't stand it. Why? <laughs> I just don't fucking like it. I don't know why I don't like it. It just—it's just not what I want to hear. Describe the sound of it. Like I can, like I understand, like the sound of like trap rap versus pop rap versus, you know, what I'm saying, See, et like, cetera. It's, it's but... like it's like death metal mixed with hardcore, <clears throat> and I like both of those on their own. <laughs> but put together, and like. And I feel like, I mean, like, all the shitty stories that I've, like, ever heard come out of, like, metal, uh, like, it's been, like, a deathcore band, like, just okay. doing, like, just doing, like, nasty shit. To people and things? Yeah. Huh. Okay. So we'll never like, see, like... like I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure, like, there was, like, there was a band, and they were kind of almost deathcore, that was supposed to play at FTA last year. Uh-huh. And like, I'm pretty sure something happened with that. Oh jeez, they got they got taken off. Oh shit, yikes, man! The and pos- it was like I'm pretty sure it was like sexual assault shit. And oh it's like, fuck, no, we don't need yeah, we don't need none of that shit. Yeah, that you know? that's hard to transition to a joke after that. Yeah, that's really yeah, hard to transition no. to a joke. I was gonna say like, so you'll never <laughs> see 200 stab wounds diss wraith on a record or anything. No, nah, nah, no, they don't have anything to do with each other. That won't even that will never happen. Oh, Wraith is just yeah, way no. too. They don't punch down, right? Can't no, punch no, down. No, <laughs> no two hundred stab wounds is like brutal death metal, and Wraith's just like black and thrash. So it's just like two different things. You're gonna have to give like the hip hop listeners a bit of a crash course on some of the differences between. So you said brutal. You said brutal death metal. Yes. And then, <laughs> and you said the other is black thrash. Black and thrash, yeah. Black and thrash. So, as you know, as concisely as possible, I'm new to this. What is the difference between black metal, thrash metal, and brutal death metal? It's just like the way the instruments are played. 
Okay. And the, and the vocals. Okay. Is Brutal Death Metal just more gravely, more... Do oh, they, it's hard to understand. Do shit. they do they hit the, do they hit the drums harder in Brutal Death Metal? I mean, it just it just depends on the album. Yeah, the the lyrics the lyric styling is different. Like there's like there's just so many different like subgenres of metal. It's, yeah, it's pretty outrageous. Really, is there soft supple death metal? Soft supple death, like doom, <laughs> doom metal. Okay, that's the, that's the soft version of death. Metal. It's like it's like slower and shit. Okay, it's more sensual. Is is that what like all the big titty goth girlfriends that they like to fuck to? See, I'm that's not what they're onto something. Okay, okay, all right. If I wanted to find me a big titty goth girlfriend, like what records, what what band should I go find? What doom metal should I find? I couldn't even tell you. Okay, it's not a real okay. listen to doom. Okay, but <laughs> I at least got an advantage because I'm, I'm I'm already wearing all black. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. always not, yeah, yeah. You're always gonna fit in like that. Hell yeah, love titties. Okay, yeah, yeah man. Uh, but yeah, now I've been listening to Drake a little bit. It's a little bloated. I like my joints a little more concise. Um, I'm sure you've been up on the news about their their decade long beef and the newest the newest happenings where Kanye he uh, now you know you listen. I I know you're not the biggest rap fan, but you know the esteem. That is carried with the name Andre 3000. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Andre 3000, like, you only hear from him every few years on, like, important features. And anytime he gives you a feature, like, it's going to be noteworthy. Yeah. It's it's going to be incredible. Well, Kanye West, now, you know the name of Kanye's new album? Uh, it's like... Donda? Donda. It is called Donda. Donda is his late mother's name. So you would, you would think with a title like that, it's going to be kind of a more focused album on, you know, sort of a, you know, a eulogy, if you will. Um, and again, I haven't heard it all, so there might be more to it. But Andre 3000. So I, zoop, zoop, rewind it. So Drake actually leaked this song. It's a Kanye West song featuring Andre 3000. And on the song, Andre is, like, spitting his soul. Andre's mother passed away in 2013. And Andre, like, it's it's an amazing, just an astonishing verse, right? As we've, as we've grown accustomed to. Kanye West used his Andre 3000 feature... It's like a special card, right? It's like a just a special platinum card. Like you don't just like I never fucked with like Yu-Gi-Oh like that. I used to, you know, play with Tito a little bit back in the day, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon. I know certain cards are it's like what remember like the blue eyes white dragon? Yeah. This is like 10 blue eyes white dragons put together with like a Pikachu or some shit, right? I don't know. With like a Mewtwo. You know what I'm saying? And he uses Andre 3000 feature to write diss bars about Drake. It, did he even know about it? Who? Andre. He did not know about it. So the song did not make the song did not make the album. Oh wow! Yeah, and so Drake leaked it 
Cause on some art of war shit, I respect that. He leaked it on the art of war shit. Like fuck it, I don't fuck with me, but I got your song, motherfucker. Whatever. And as someone who respects just art and what it takes to like dig within yourself and have to face those feelings and then write them and then record them, right? And as someone who has lost his mother. And Dre also talks about losing his father. So as someone who has lost both of their parents, I'm 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 kind of I'm I'm a little tight at the idea, the arrogance of a Kanye West using that moment where Andre Three Thousand was in effect eulogizing his mother for the world to hear, and he used it to diss Drake on it. Are you surprised? No. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not surprised, man. Because as a dude who again we the for for years the 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 mantra has been everything is wrestling. As someone who has watched Kanye from the beginning, Kanye's heel turn, like, wasn't surprising. You know what I'm saying? However, it was almost like he was trying to make this baby face turn with the way the album was rolling out. And then he just Kanye'd and fucking like he 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 dropped Drake's address on a uh on an Instagram post. Like he dropped Drake's address. Damn. Yeah. Um and then used that Andre three thousand moment, uses his Mewtwo, Blue Eyes, White Dragon, X10 card. And effectively just ruined a lot of goodwill again. At least with, 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 with this guy over here. It was like uh, it was like MJF trying to join the inner circle. Like or like joining like like joining Cody Rhodes. Like he's a dickhead. He's a, he's a dick, but maybe he's changing his ways. But some some within us is like, man, something ain't right. And it wasn't right. So, I talk a lot about, like, separating the art from the artist. Yeah. In the vein of, like, I was never really, like, a big R. Kelly guy anyway. But I do recognize R. Kelly's legacy and genius, right? So, I understand how people can separate the art from the artist. In the wrestling world. I can still watch Chris Benoit matches. Yeah. Right? For those not familiar with that, Chris Benoit is a, well, was a world-renowned, respected wrestler who murdered his wife and his son and then hung himself. And I can still watch his artwork and know that he, you know, knowing how his life ended. But, like... The stuff Chris Brown had to go through to atone and, and try to earn forgiveness. And he's not going to get it from everybody. But, you know, the stuff that listen, the legends that people really like spout like James Brown wasn't the most decent guy. No. Bill Withers wasn't the most decent guy. Marvin Gaye was not the most decent man. But some people just get the goalpost move for them and, and you know, separating art from the artist. But, like, some of just the petty fuck shit, man, makes it hard for me to want to listen to your art. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, golly, man. So, 
I don't know. I'll I'll get to I'll get to Donda in, in a little bit. Um if I if I get to it, but uh I'm still waiting to hear that Wraith disc to two hundred stab wounds. Yeah, see I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, they I don't know, they're both gonna, they're both gonna be there this weekend. Hey, listen. But it's not gonna happen. They like to keep, okay, they like to keep it just face to face, no phones, none of that internet shit. I, don't I respect that. I don't even that. know if they've ever met, I don't even know if they've ever met each other. That's listen, those are those are the best beefs. Somebody whispered a little some some and it came back around and then yeah, you know, and then we just meet up in the fucking next to the bonfire and we just we we hash it out. <laughs> nah, it's gonna be all fun this weekend. It's gonna be instigating. Look at me, look at me, look at me, Kanyang. Yeah, conjuving. Big Ren, how are you, dog? Good, man. Fucking yeah. Just got all my shit loaded up. Mm. Past couple days, didn't yeah, realize yeah. actually how much shit I was gonna be bringing with me. Ooh. But just a lot of camping shit. Uh, fucking coolers. Fucking beers. Fucking pizzas. Fucking yeah. chicken wings. Oh shit! Okay. okay. See, like I was gonna bring this little grill, but I busted it out on Sunday, and it was just not gonna go. So. Oh, what do you mean? Like you got to clean it or something, or you mean not gonna go? No, it, no, it just it wasn't working. Oh shit! A little okay. propane grill, like a little uh, propane, like camping grill, and propane accessories. Just propane, propane accessories. So dang I just old, uh, dang old. So I just grilled up a couple packs of wings on Sunday. Mm. Bring those with me. Okay. Just go bogart somebody else's grill for a little bit, warm them up. You know? <laughs> Got a couple pizzas today. Put them in some bags. We're good to go. Extra you know, oregano. I, I got a, I got a jar of pickles, jar of peanut butter. We'll be roughing it. <laughs> a jar of pickles. I don't know why that strikes me as odd, but well, I mean, they, they, I guess pick, pickle juice is good for like uh, cramps and shit like that. Uh, okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Our 19% female fan base thanks you. Hey, see? Yeah. Listen, we're here for everybody. We're here for everybody. Cramps, like, what are you just going to, like, what, from all the walling out over the four days? Yeah, like, I already know I'm going to feel like shit after the first night. (laughs) The first night. Three more nights after after that. (laughs) So, what, you just take a shot of pickle juice and just, mm. What's, like, like, what's that? There's something in it. And, like, pretty sure it helps for, like, dehydration and shit, too. Okay. Okay. See, I've right. seen him used on the football field a couple times. Hell, hell, well, hell. You know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, it's just gonna be fucking fun as hell. I'm leaving super early tomorrow morning. The gates yeah. open at like seven a.m. I plan on being there for that. Seven o one, huh? Yep. And, uh, I was supposed to have somebody rolling down there with me tomorrow, but mm. I'm just gonna be rolling through solo. Oh, uh, what happened? So, uh, said they got busy. <laughs> Man, get the fuck! I know. We got and, and and the dude bought it like he bought a four day pass. I was about to say, is this something you have to buy? I was gonna say, is this something you have to buy tickets for in advance? Well, see, like originally they were just gonna sell single day tickets for the last day for on Saturday. Yeah, but then this week they just announced they're gonna have tickets for each day. So, and homie bought the four day pass and just I got busy. Yeah, he told me on told me on Sunday he was gonna load up his car on Monday. I talked to him yesterday, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm showing it up on Tuesday." Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> I talked to him today and all because like he's actually like driving through my town. Like that's mm-hmm. how you get to this place. Right, 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 so, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna leave around like six. 
want to get down here on six, we could roll up in there together and get camp set up and shit like that. <laughs> Let me ask but, you this: did you <laughs> did you believe did you believe this person all the way up until? No. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, is this is this that friend that you just kind of know? It's just like we'll we'll talk it up, talk it up, talk it up. Uh, I mean, shit happens. Shit happens. You know. I, I like it. Di- <laughs> diplomatic run. Diplomacy. I'm still gonna have fun as hell tomorrow. I can get my golf cart. I got the. They done took the money out of my cart today, so I know it's official. <laughs> got your name on it. I. Uh, yeah, got my got my canopy, my tent. I can set my tent up by myself. It's just a little pop up tent, but it's big enough where I can stand up inside of it. Hey, got my okay. cot, my fans. I'm yeah. chilling. And I mean, there's I mean, I've already talked to five or six people that are going to be there tomorrow, so it's not going to be hanging out by myself. I mean, plus I've all the people. Let's say plus all the people who will, all the people who will recognize you just from the internet. Exactly. How many people are, are expected to be there, I guess, over the four days? Or is that even kind of hard to tell? It's hard to tell. Yeah. Um, I think, like, two, the last time they had this was two years ago before the pandemic. And I think right. there was, don't quote me on it. I think there's around, like, 3,000 there. Okay. Oh. It's outside. Right. You know, big, big campground, huge shit okay. on land. It's not oh. like, I mean, it's not like some of those fucking festivals you've seen where, like, people are camping on top of each other. It's not going to be like that at all. Okay, a lot of space. Yeah, tons oh, of space. Man, bring your condoms and your guns, dog. Well, you can't bring those, but oh, they're not allowing condoms. No. Well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's pretty. It's pretty tame. Um, they uh, they have a couple big ass biker rallies there twice a year, and nothing ever happens. Mm, sounds, so. like, sounds like my kind of people. I think like the bike rally they had this past June, there was like ten thousand people there. Mm. Damn. So I mean, that kind of tells you like how big the campgrounds are. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what's up, so, dog. I mean, if there, I mean, if there was ten thousand people there, if there was ten thousand people there at that biker rally, and there's like two to three thousand. This one, we're gonna have plenty of fucking yeah, room. Big time space. Big time space for activities. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you'll be now by the time this drops you'll be what multiple days into it um is there anyone you're you're looking to see specifically oh yeah oh yeah uh obviously wraith right uh bat bat 200 stab bat b-a-t okay. yeah yeah 200 stab wounds plague years Ooh, plague years nuns Plagued years. Plagued years, okay. None slaughter. None slaughter. Okay, go ahead. Uh, well, I mean, Misery Index, Exodus. There's like 40 bands playing. Okay. You know, there's there's a bunch of them I haven't heard, but like we've got a, we've got a schedule when who plays when, you know what I mean? What happened to good old strong names like Ja Rule? What's Jaw Rule doing nowadays, bro? Safe and sound, making uh, <laughs> he's safe and sound. Firefest two. When's that? When's that hey, going down? Hey, look at you, <laughs> topical. Look at you, topical. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, he's actually about to do a versus. Uh, you've been watching the versus series? I have not. He's gonna be doing a versus versus uh against Fat Joe. 
He's not that fat anymore, is he? <laughs> he's stocky, Joe. Okay. Yeah. He's medium slimmed down Joe. a little bit. He's medium. Yeah, he, he toned it down. He toned up a little bit. He lost a little bit of the, little bit of the size, a little bit of girth. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to this weekend. I, I've, I've really got no idea what I'm getting myself into. Yeah. You know, because I've never been. But uh, talked to a couple people. I've got I've got a couple people that are pretty excited to meet up with me, and, and likewise to them. Hell yeah. Um, they're supposed to be leaving their place. They live up by Chicago. They'll be leaving around like midnight tonight. Okay. I'll just give them a call when I get up because it's only an hour away from where I live. Right. So it's right in my fucking backyard. I'm right there. I like that. I like that. Mere hours. Beers, you, know? you brought 104 beers. 104 beers. Them shits will be you know? gone in a day and a half. Oh, man. See, you don't say that. But if they are, I guess beers are only like two to three bucks. Oh, shit. So that's nothing, dude. Yikes. I mean, like, I've been, I've been to some big shows. And beers are like fourteen dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And yeah. food's like five or six bucks for like cheeseburger shit like that. So that's not bad. Hey man, enjoy yourself, dog. Be safe and eat in these. Got all my got all my t-shirts. I'm trying to get rid of some of those. Oh, you still got so some I'm, left? Yeah, I, I I got like forty-two shirts left. So hey. I sold over half of them, which is pretty good. Nice, um, nice, nice. But it was just the whole like shipping shit, you know, like. I already told people a set price on these shirts when I first got them. Right. I didn't realize how much shipping was going to be. Oh, so I was going to okay. end up losing money on it, so I just didn't fucking sell them. <laughs> <laughs> I just sat on them. <laughs> right. That's funny. That's Oh, shit. International ran. Interstate ran. Pretty fun. Man. That's what's Real up, fun. man. That's what's up. How you been, though, bro? What's been going on? Uh, What has been going on? Has anything been going on? Yeah, but not really. Um... We are uh, smack dab in the beginning of the wildest busy season of the year. Um, I'm shooting bodies out everywhere, man. Bodies every every Saturday, multiple bodies. Um, getting the kids ready for school, the kids, and hope nothing comes back. Um, it's a constant cycle, man, of of like having to believe in people who don't quite believe in themselves. Yeah. And uh, I'm lucky that like I don't have to. I'll say lucky. I, I'm, I'm lucky that I don't really deal with the same issues of self-doubt that others do. Like we've talked about imposter syndrome in past episodes, but like it's it's there's it only but so many times I can be like, "Yo, like own the room. You're there for a reason. Like walk with your head up high, and like you don't have to ask for permission to speak. Like it's your job to take over the room." And they gotta feel it, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so. no, I, I understand that. Fucking, mm-hmm. I'm a uh, supposed to introduce some bands this weekend. Yeah, so. bro, and I and I imagine you'll have no problem owning the room. Oh, I'm I'm a tad bit nervous. Yeah, but yeah. I'm gonna. I mean, I got no other choice. Hey, man, listen. I tell you, like I tell my staff, dog. Pros go slow. Yep. Professionals go slow. Professional. It's just going to be like doing a fucking Friday or shit face Saturday or shotgun Sunday video. That's really what it is, bro. That's some shit. That's how you could probably start the intro is with a goddamn yeah. shotgun <laughs> fucking Friday. Yeah, don't worry. We're going to end it on a shotgun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. So yeah, you, you, you right in your element, dog. Just, just own the room, man. Own the Hopefully, room. Hopefully like, cause I'm supposed to do it each night. Oh, so, introducing um, each night. 
Yeah. Okay. Like one band each night, and uh, hopefully, like after the first night, people get the idea of like what I'm about to do, and like I see some fucking shotguns out there while I'm doing this shit. Shotgun with me. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Let's world's world's largest simultaneous shotgun. Yeah, hell yeah! Bring your condoms and your guns. <laughs> I can't bring those. <laughs> I, oh yeah, I forgot they don't allow condoms. <laughs> My bad. You did just tell me that. My bad. You gonna get me searched? True. <laughs> what is this? I, I get searched every single time I go to the airport, and this might be why. Oh gee. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners of the hard camera. Well, I know Ren brought condoms, goddammit. I know he did. God damn, man. I have to uh unfortunately, man, I gotta bring it I gotta bring it down a little bit. Um as the world um lost legendary actor Michael K. Williams. Um probably most commonly known as Omar Little from The Wire. Uh, also known as as uh, Chalky White from Boardwalk Empire, um, man, it uh, you know, I was in a meeting, I was in a virtual meeting, and all of a sudden, like my phone kept just like blowing up with text, and I'm like, what the fuck? So I couldn't, I, I was in the meeting, so I didn't look at it, but my shit is just vibrating, it's going off, and. I uh I grabbed my phone and the first text I actually read was the homeboy Richie. And he says uh he says did I ever tell you that I I met Michael K Williams? And I was like actually no, I don't think you did. So he you know I I responded to that and I go and check my other text it's my sister. And I sent her I sent her a couple of videos. She's like, "Hey, I'm out and about, but like I got to I have to I have to show you this." And it was a news article with a picture of Michael K. Williams. And it all like I it all came together at once. And um that sucks, man. Yeah, it sucks big time. That fucking sucks. Super young, he had a shitload of fucking years left acting and doing what yeah. he did. You know? Yeah, man. Um, long timers, you know, long time listeners, long time just personal people who follow me on the social mediums um, know what the wire means to me. Um, the depths of it all, the depths of that character, Omar Little being like the pre- like think of the premise of Omar Little, okay. right? Oh. That wouldn't have worked in like a like a. It wouldn't have worked in any other show but The Wire, Bruh, I think. A homosexual stick-up kid who doesn't curse. Yep. <laughs> and the idea he plays by the rules. And his a man got to have a code, right? Yeah. And like his homosexuality was like the fourth most important thing about the character. Yeah. Like. Iconic man, I shared on my story uh, today. By the time this drops, I mean it'll be you know long gone. But um, the scene in the courtroom in uh, in in the wire where he's being examined by uh, by Levy and the iconic line, "I got the shotgun, 
you got the briefcase. Go and uh, hit the YouTubes for those not familiar. Actually, man, fuck all that, man. Start your wire journey today. Definitely. Today. Yeah. Um, I will tell you that he does curse in his first appearance on the show. Because with HBO shows, like, the way they write them, like, they got a couple, like, out of order kind of, like, they're still figuring out the characters. But that's, like, that's like the only time he cusses on his own. So, anyway. But, yeah, man. Rest in peace, Michael K. Williams. Any any thoughts on your end? I, I know I kind of took that over. No, no, no. You said it all, man. Yeah. I was, pre- I was pretty shocked for seeing that one. I just, yeah, that messed me up. I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that, man. So it's been a, it's been a minute since I've started, since I've restarted a wire journey, but it really might be that time soon. Uh, it's about to be fall. Um, that's typically when I kind of started. And if I think about it historically, but it might be that time soon. So yeah, I'll man. start it again after I fucking just started Sopranos again. <laughs> yeah. I still got to get to that, man. I still got to get to Sopranos. Well, they're, they're about to come out with that prequel movie. Are they? Here October first. Oh so. damn! I know that. I've, I've maybe I've just been out of the loop as far as like media, but I, I hadn't seen anything about it. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, Super pretty good. Yeah, I have to uh, unfortunately keep it going. So last week, um, me and you were the tag team of David Flair and Crowbar, and. We there, there there's an eerie eerie irony about that. Um we actually recorded last week's episode of the hard camera um the night before the news dropped about their manager, their former manager in WCW, Daphne. Um Daphne had been um, experiencing just you know severe uh, mental health issues, loneliness, and she she ended up actually taking her own life. Um, and and the news dropped um, the day before we dropped the episode of the hard camera, but the day after we recorded it, um, which was just yeah, a supreme crazy yeah, just a supreme eerie irony, and um, you know thoughts and and well wishes go out to um, you know her her loved ones, her loved ones. Um. Yeah. So salute to salute to Daphne. Rest easy. Um, I gotta say this too. Taking it away from you know celebrities, uh, I I I kicked myself because I meant to talk about this last week, and I'm not sure how it got away from me. Um, there is a young man from the hometown who uh, who has been missing for about two weeks now. Um, 25 years old, graduate student currently at Illinois State University. Um, his name is Jelani Day. Um, I have never met this young man. Um, however, Jelani Day is my second cousin. Oh, shit. His mother, um, is my first cousin. She is, uh, my daddy's niece. Um, her mother is my daddy's sister, um, so you know I, I the the age gap. I'm a little bit older, but also I just never knew, you know, a lot of my daddy's side of the family like that. His mother I have met and, and shared a room with uh, a couple times, um, 
he's been missing for the last two weeks. Uh, last seen in Bloomington, Illinois, uh, Peru, Illinois. Um, however far we reach, man, just if just whatever you can do, spread the word. Um, hashtag find Jelani Day. Hashtag bring Jelani Day home. Hashtag bring Jelani home. Um, yeah, I'm not even sure where to go. I'm not. I can't imagine. No, I can't imagine. Um, I haven't. I haven't talked to his mom. Um, I mean, I've just shared a couple of her posts. Um, just salutes, man. Well wishes that that everything everything is, you know, everyone is found. You know, he's found safely, um, and and gets back to the life he's meant to live. You know what I'm saying? Big time, hundred percent. So salute, salute. Um, let's get started, man. Down to get started. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Uh, I want to thank you all for pressing play on episode 128 of the Hard Camera THC CXXVIII and I am your guy, your guy, Juve, J U V, just under your visual. I'm sitting here with my tag team partner, as always, Big Ren, the legendary, and together we are Live Resistance. Big Ren, let him know how to get reach you on the social media is my guy. Got it, Miguel. Y'all can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at A motherfucker, A underscore M A A F H U C K A. You can also find me on Snapchat at Moffed Up 316 M A A F F H H D U P 316. Check that shit out, y'all. Absolutely. And hit me on the Twitter and the Instagrams at Juvi Desayuno. That's J U V I D E S A Y U N O. Check out the show page. Me and Big Ren on the show page on Twitter. On the instant grams at The Hard Camera. Who would have thunk it? Live coverage, live witticisms, whatnot here, two, fourth, and etc. But above all else, you listen to us on a variety of different platforms. Some are listening on Spotify, some are listening on Anchor. Some are listening on Google Podcasts, and some are listening on Breaker. Some are even listening on Radio Public. But wherever you're listening, it's heartwarming content, heart-building content, content that is good for the cramps, content that will hopefully help us pay our bills. Big Ren the Legendary. We are here to recap AEW All Out 2021. But before we get into our thoughts about it, let's update the people how we did on our predictions. Big uh, Ren, you went six of nine, taking your total to 48 of 70, 68.57%. You got Juve, went eight of nine, taking the total to 55 of 70, 78.57%. Don't let that gap, uh, don't let that gap gap on you, boy. Shit. You know, I ain't scared. Don't let that gap gap on you, boy. You know I don't go to church. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm a fourth quarter type of player. You know that. I feel that. I feel that. (laughs) When the pressure's on, the clock is low. You know what I'm saying? I seen you at the edge in the basketball tournaments. (laughs) I seen you. I remember you. I knew I knew you. I knew I knew you. Big Ren, how do you uh 
overall, what were your thoughts on AEW All Out 2021? That was one of the best fucking pay-per-views I've ever seen. Huh. Man. I have to say, this was easily the worst fucking show I've ever seen. Get out of here. Yeah, I got to get all the way the fuck out of here. What a fucking <laughs> show. <laughs> what? Like, what, like, whenever I even like looked it up on our little site, I'd see what they gave it. They gave it a 9.5. I, you know, I had it should have been a 9.9. What an incredible show. This is one of those shows that I have seen recently. Well, of course, recently just happened. But compared to Bash at the Beach 1996, 25 years ago, that's, that was the show that the NWO was formed. Now, it's hard to tell... If now it's hard to tell the impact of what the show because it just happened, but the 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 idea behind that statement is being is you know, Bash of the Beach '96. That was the show that let the world know that WCW is not for play play. Yep. That show pushed them to 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 great heights. Damn it, man! AEW is not for play play not fucking around they're not fucking around you know every time we do these recaps we always start with like our match of the night but this show was so special so different it was a show that just kept building upon itself Mm -hmm. so instead of our match of the night let's just start at the beginning how about that yeah let's do that uh you see the buy-in I seen a little bit of it. I was kind of in and out. Yeah, we'll keep it short with the buy-in. I really like the buy-in presentation. Yeah, it's it's a it's a bunch of vignettes about the main card, and then like just a fun match to get some people on the card. I like it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, the best friends, you know, defeated the Hardy family office. I like. I want to like Private Party more. They um. They have a tendency to just have really convoluted tag team moves that just kind of don't make a lot of sense within the context of a match. Yeah. But when they figure this thing out, man, they're going to be really fun and fun there. Um, that's kind of all, you know, kind of just my thoughts on, on the buy-in. But let's start with the opener, dog. Miro defeats Eddie Kingston. Talk to me about that, man. It should have been Miro and Bryce beating Kingston. That shit. <laughs> oh man, Bryce Rimsburg, if that is his real name. Man, I, it, I hope not for his safety. <laughs> yeah, that was like that was like who uh, was it, like Earl Hebner running out of the fucking arena mm. back in the day. Like, I mean, it wasn't that big. But, yeah, but it was just like, come on, man, you kidding me? I mean, like, he 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 was doing the right thing. Man. <laughs> I Te- want to hear about the te- right thing. Listen, technically, <laughs> technically, he was doing like, the like right thing. Like, whenever he went to stop him, like before he threw him in the fucking into the turnbuckle yeah. with, with the the unprotected turnbuckle. Like, yep. hey, come on, I've never seen that. Well, because the ref is usually always distracted when that happens. I guess I got to blame Eddie on that. Yeah, well, Eddie, Eddie for gripping it, and Miro for his <laughs> strong ass grip, pulling Eddie no, off that was, the. That was a- that was a banger, though. We knew that was going to be a banger. What a great! That was a fun opener. What a oh, fun, yeah. fun opener. Um, did you see Miro's tweet later on that night? 
he said, your wish was granted. Your nuts are redeemed. <laughs> and then did you see CJ Perry later on? I did not. She said, I'm going to redeem yours when I get home, when you get home. Oh, wow. Oh, bro, I was so sick. <laughs> oh, I was sick. You okay, got for the Twitch stream. Man, big sick. Is she coming to AEW? I know we keep teasing and talking about it. You think she's I coming? I think she is. You think so? Yeah. She dropped a tweet that said I mean, 90. They don't really. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they really need her right now, though. Right. Find a find a nice way to bring her in. He keeps he maybe keeps like, with the slick name drops, but maybe maybe like after he loses. Okay, I don't see him losing anytime soon. No, neither do I. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. What a time! What a time! Um, no, that was that was great. Um, let's switch forward, man. John Moxley defeats Kojima. I talked about how like. John Moxley doesn't exactly have a story, but I was wrong. I was wrong. John Moxley's story is his freedom. Yeah. In being able to face just whoever he wants. It's a little it's a little bit meta what his story is. It's a little bit of a glimpse of real life. His story is his freedom to just wrestle. Like, he came to AW to prove he is the man, won the championship, lost it under some bullshit means. And so now he's kind of out of contention, but he's like, yo, I'm still the fucking man out here. Like, I'll take anybody on, bucko. Including uh, well, a lot of Japanese talent. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, like, so that, that's what I was kind of wondering. It seems like he's just fighting a lot of New Japan guys. Right. Which is fine. Yeah. Which is fine, you know. I mean, they're he's putting more shine on some people that probably, I mean, they're definitely, people definitely know who the fuck they are. That crowd is big but, on them, yeah. Yeah, you know, but like a lot. I mean, there there's probably a, a group of people that don't know who these people are that he's fighting. They're like, oh damn, after, sizable after they watch that, yeah, sizable contingent of people who might flip the channels and see Dean Ambrose. Ooh, Dean Ambrose, who is this? Who is this Minoru Suzuki guy? Right, that match. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we are li- we are recording this before Dynamite. We usually get to record after Dynamite. Uh, this week we're recording before Dynamite has occurred. So, but I'm going to go out on the limbiest of limbs and say, God damn, that was a fucking fight. Oh, yeah. 100%. You know what I'm saying? The hometown fight, John Moxley versus Minoru Suzuki. Um, not to take away from Kojima. That was a really fun match. Oh, yeah. That was another banger. Big banger. Big banger. I love how the crowd, when Suzuki came out, like, sang along to the song, like, to let... To let people know that weren't familiar that this guy is a big deal. Yeah. The crowd sold it better than commentary did. The crowd gave him a warm welcoming. Very warm. Very warm. If you get listen, man, you get that crowd singing your song, they care. Yeah. They care. So Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to well, again, we're recording before Dynamite. This will drop after Dynamite, but uh I yeah. What a banger. I can just look into the future and just know. What a what a banger. It's a little bit of inception. <laughs> um Britt Baker defeats Chris Statlander. Uh talk to me about that one. Another another fucking banger. And another, I mean there were, there were some parts. There were some parts we thought, damn, Chris might get this one. Bruh. I have to say this might be I see a lot of criticisms about Britt Baker that 
Like people say, oh man, she's just all she is is like spicy fourth wall breaking promos, but she's just decent in the ring. She's not even great in the ring. Listen, man, outside of like the lights out match, this might be her best straight one on one match. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, her match to win the title, great match made by the crowd, but this was this was mad decent, mad, mad fucking decent, mad decent. And you know who got over? Of course, Chris Statlander got over. She got over in a really cool way. Orange, orange, flipping Cassidy. Yeah, he he, he got loud. He, he yelled. Got, yeah, I didn't know he could do that. Neither did I. I didn't know his. I didn't know his voice could go that high or and that the, loud. And the crowd lost it. Yeah, the crowd lost it. She kicked out of the Pittsburgh Sunrise. That was fire. I like Excalibur. I like him a little yeah. bit. He does something with his voice that are kind of funny, like um, uh, Mishinoku Driver. Right, that shit is kind of funny, <laughs> right? But getting revved up. Yeah, right. But like, we know the move is called the Panama Sunrise, but. He was slick to be able to call it the Pittsburgh Sunrise. And I think it was Lance Archer. Man, I forget who it was. No, I don't think it was Lance Archer. But um, somebody hit an F5. Not during All Out, but like during Dynamite last week. Somebody hit an F5. And it might have, actually, it might have been, it was, I think it was Brian Cage. I think it was Brian Cage. He hit an F5. And Excalibur, he goes, he calls it Deep Sea Diverticulitis. I'm like, okay, okay, decent, decent. I can rock with that. Um, yeah, man, that was that was that was really good. The the curb stomp off the stairs. Yeah. The uh, the delayed uh, superplex where she kind of had to regather herself. Uh, Chris Sadler had to regather herself. Um, yeah, fun match, man. The Pittsburgh Sunrise didn't do it. The curb stomp didn't do it. She didn't tap out either. She passed out. Yeah. Like she was gonna keep kicking out. But she passed out, and and Britt with the with the title defense, um, you know, let's let's compound off of that into the casino battle royal. What did you think of the battle royal? It's pretty good. It yeah. was it was kind of it was kind of messy, right? The way that they bring three people in, it just kind of doesn't get the nobody else gets. I mean, not each person gets the same shine, you know. The camera angles were a little like. Uh, like I chose Big Swole, right? And I knew the way that Big Swole didn't even get a camera shot on her when he she made her entrance. I was like, ah, well, I blew that one. I blew that pick. Um, yeah, fucked that one up. Yeah, yeah. But yo, listen, man, that Chicago crowd is fucking with Jade Cargill. Oh yeah, she's on the way up. She's on the way. She up. looked a bit lost couple times well she is lost and i don't even mean yeah. that as a bad way when she figures this thing out when she figures out this wrestling thing she is going to be huge yeah she's gonna be huge i could see her being the one to dethrone Britt baker when it's time we got a long build but when she figures this thing out she's got the look she can talk a little bit but when she figures this wrestling thing out Watch out. Watch the fuck out. Watch the fuck out. But we get to the final two, Thunder Rosa and the winner, the Joker, Ruby Soho. 
Crowd was fucking with that final too. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like, see, like, what's so fucking like? What I thought was so crazy about that was like, like she didn't get that much love in WWE. She did not ever. She did not. You no. Know? And 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 it might not have been like she might not have been the best performer, mm-hmm. but fuck, dude, whenever she got it, whenever she walked out there at AEW, oh, bro, that shit was loud. They were ha- they were chanting her name during the countdown. Yeah. Like they were definitely happy to see her. Absolutely, I didn't know she was actually from the Chicago area, and I, didn't I didn't, know she was either. Yeah, they mentioned during commentary. I didn't know she was from the Chicago area. I didn't know um, that she'd wrestled for eleven years. See, I didn't know that either. Yeah, I don't like. I I didn't really realize how long she you know had been in in WWE the entire system from um, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. I didn't realize how long it'd been, but even her whole career before that, eleven years doing this um this entire show really separate and and and, because i'm and i'm just building off of this example this entire show really kind of showed the difference between AEW and wwe in the sense that they both serve their core audience but their core audience is looking for different things right yeah like aw wwe i'll go wwe wwe is here for the spectacle WWE Sports Entertainment. Sports Entertainment here for the spectacle. AEW is here for just characters we care about and pro wrestling. Right? And to an extent, it could be a bit of a... So, like, Britt Baker is a heel. She's a heel. However, she gets babyface cheers. Oh, yeah. So that may end up proving to be a bit of an issue, you know, whenever they get to when they may want to drop the title. But they could turn it. Listen, she could be AEW's Becky Lynch type figure, the rebel who turned into a babyface. You know what I'm saying? So there's a potential there. Um, But yeah, man, Russo getting the uh, getting the winning the battle royal, last eliminating Thunder Rosa. I'm waiting on that Britt Baker Thunder Rosa match. I think the Ruby Soho Britt Baker match is going to be good. A year ago, the women's division was like, oh man, the women's division. Like, that was the thing they got to tighten up on. But listen, man, they're figuring it out. They definitely tightened it up. they figuring it out, dog. I cannot be mad at that. Let's, uh, let's, let's dig in a little bit, dog. In a steel cage. Fuck, dog. The Lucha this Brothers. crazy. Fuck. <laughs> the Lucha Brothers are the new AEW Tag Team Champions defeating the Young Bucks. Bro, what the fuck? So I, I don't even know what... Hit me. Hit me. I don't know. That was, one, that was one of the best fucking matches I have ever seen. Fuck. From, from start to finish. It did not slow down at all. Cuss word. They were... They were fucking on top of it. Bruh, darn. Like, like I, I mean, it's hard to even explain, like, because it was just so wild. Starting with the entrance. Like, I'd forgotten the Lucha Brothers had new entrance music. Like, they debuted it on a Dynamite a couple weeks back. But then they got to perform to the ring. They had the special headdresses, special jackets. I'm like, oh, this is fucking special, right? This is special. Then the Young Bucks came out with the whole click. Did you notice 
Nick Jackson's facial hair. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was Carl Anderson. <laughs> he was doing his best Hollywood Florida man. I think I, I think I think I seen them talk about that afterwards. Really, I didn't see that. Okay, I watched it back a second time, and I was like, "Hold up, man! He's doing his Hollywood Florida." Well, no, man. no, no. I, I seen it on a website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see the specul. I didn't see that, but watching it back a second time, I was like, "Huh, okay." Hollywood, Florida, man. Just what a time! What a time! Thumbtacks in the Nike shoe. Fire. And I love the story of the thumbtacks in the Nike shoe. They bloodied up Penta, but then finally got their retribution for it. Like, it all came around. Everything made sense. Everything had a a bookend to it. All the way to the finish of Phoenix, coming off the top of the cage, and then going into the the finishing move. Dude, what? And then the the way the crowd, dude. What a time. If they would have... If the Bucks would have won that, oh, the crowd would have been deflated. Yeah, deflated, super deflated. Even the end where Penta, the second time, like I saw it the first time, but when I watched it back the second time, like you see Penta in the ring, he's motioning to somebody, come on, come on, come on. He comes out the way his little daughter ran up to him and hugged him. Like I dead ass said, like. I had to catch myself, bro. Like it was special. It was the, it was special. She's got to be like five, and Daddy's bleeding, but he's a champion, and she runs and just gives him all she's got. Like that shit. Like that really got me for a second. Like, did you see the sign that said "This is why I love pro wrestling"? I can't remember. They showed that sign after the match, and I'm like, fuck. Yes. Yes. This right here. That match was perfect. Fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to watch it again just to to go to sleep, too. (laughs) We talk about, listen, we've talked about how the Bucks have been like uh, everything people say about the Bucks, right? But listen, man, that match. And the match against uh, Hangman and Kenny last year, uh, Revolution. And listen, man, the the match that that match was based on against um, Kenny Omega and and Kent, uh, sorry, Cody Bushi in New Japan. Listen, man, we gotta we can't hate we can't keep hating on the Bucks, dog. No, we can't. Can't keep hating on the Bucks. Um, yeah, man, what a match! That was great. That was great. Perfect pro wrestling. What a time. Pro wrestling. Pro wrestling. That was dope. Um, Let's push, man. Let's go to Chris Jericho and MJF. What do you think of that one? Chris Jericho's career is intact. Uh, what do you think of that match? It was good. Yeah. It was It was what it needed to be. Uh, I honestly didn't really like the false finish. Really? Yeah, just because, like, they didn't see the bat. Right. But they seen the false finish. It's like, oh, okay, you must have been getting some popcorn or something. Right. No, that makes that makes sense. That makes sense to me. Well, because when he hit him with the bat, he was breaking up the fight. Yeah. And then he broke up the fight and then got to look and see, okay, the foot is on the road. I, I, now, when it happened, at first I was like, okay, this, is, this does seem a little, little sports entertainment-ish, right? Yeah. But... 
I grew I grew to be okay with it. I grew to be okay with it. Um the crowd was hot for it. Like the crowd was hot. The crowd made up for like it just being like a just you know a straightforward okay match, right? Yeah. It was a showcase from MJF. He was being a being a dick, being who he is. Um and so the match was cool. I liked the code breaker off the middle rope from Jericho. I like MJF hitting the code breaker as a counter when Jericho came off the top rope. Um, the entrance, MJF's entrance. Well, that was fire. Doing the Jericho countdown. Yeah. But, uh, but man, I don't know. I, if I was Jericho, I'd be fine being a new guitar player. <laughs> yeah, he might have to. Uh, <laughs> bro, we played this song mad times. Yeah, how did you? How do you mess this up? He fucked that all up, didn't he? And you could see on Jericho's face that like he kind of knew that like ah oh, this didn't this didn't hit like I thought it would. <laughs> no, dude, it, dude, oh man, this should have hit harder. <laughs> this didn't really hit like that today. Damn, <laughs> you're you're fired, Joel. Yeah, they Most really Chicago. Yeah, he's yeah they left him. Yeah, he cried in the car. <laughs> uh, he yeah, the crowd wanted to sing along so bad, and they just they just couldn't. But at least they got it at the end of the night. Yeah, big so, time. Um, what does Chris Jericho do next? I don't know. I bet he takes some time off. That's what I was kind of leaning toward, too. That's such a big story. And AEW is hitting on such cylinders right now. They got all these names, which we'll, we'll definitely get to. Um, yeah, I mean, he does the Rampage commentary gig. So, I mean, maybe he just has to be provoked into his next story. I'd be but, fine with that. Yeah, look at Inner Circle, Inner Cirque. You know what I mean? Sammy Guevara, uh, we haven't seen in a few weeks. He had his kind of his blow-off match with with uh, Sean Spears. Santana Ortiz defeated FTR. Um, yeah, man. Does What does the Inner Circle do next? What does the Pinnacle do next? Is the Pinnacle still a thing, right? It's a good question. So, all this and more on the next on the next Dynamite. Um, Got to get to this. CM Punk. Defeats Darby Allen. Talk to me, dog. Uh, this was this was a nice slow burn. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, how long? It's been what seven years? Seven and a half CM years. Punk's in the ring. Yep. yep. So yeah, I mean, that's that definitely some getting used to. You know, getting back in front of a big ass crowd like that. Oh front. yeah. I thought I thought it was great. I I really liked it. Like it didn't have to be. Like an all-time epic. It was. Did you see that this? Uh, you see social media. Who was always on it? Um, they made the allusion to Bret Hart versus One Two Three Kid back from 1994. Mm-hmm. Which perfect analogy? Perfect analogy. Uh, if, if guys, if you haven't seen that match, it's on a Raw. Uh, it's on a Raw in 1994. I want to say. I want to say maybe July of 94, um, after King of the Ring 94, but I think before SummerSlam. Uh, Bret Hart just had a match with 123Kid um, on Raw. And this was a similar dynamic. Like, I really, I really liked the story of this entire match in the sense that, like, it was CM Punk's ring rust. It was Darby Allin using CM Punk's ring rust. Versus versus CM Punk having to use his veteran smarts and his size and strength advantage, right? Yeah. The, it was yes. it, it was Darby Allen out wrestling CM Punk for the large majority of the match, but CM Punk when he got the advantage, like grappling wasn't working. 
He couldn't get out of that hammerlock for shit, right? But when he finally created some space, he had to use big elbow strikes or big strikes and using his strength, right, to to ground Darby Allen. Um, and it was interesting too, right? Like, well, you know, before we even get there, but like Punk using his veteran wiles, Darby Allen put himself in a position that he shouldn't have been in because he was out here Darby Allening, and CM Punk who. Physically, still getting his his everything, get, still getting his his everything back, but he still got the mental the mental strength of the veteran. He capitalized on the position that Darby Allen put himself in, countered to the go to sleep, and and got the one two three. Um, even the crowd, like the story of the crowd in this match, was interesting in a sense that like Darby Allen was the heel by default because he was there in Chicago. It's CM Punk's first match back. They're not cheering against CM Punk, right? But, but there was still some Darby love. Yeah, there was some Darby love. Right. A little Darby love. But he was getting his booze. Oh, yeah. So he was kind of the heel by default. But CM Punk was actually wrestling as the heel. Just the, the, the stylings of the match. He was wrestling as the heel. Kind of a la Brett versus 1-2-3 Kid. And then Darby, yeah, and then Darby getting his mad love after the match. I mean, listen, dude, you were the guy to be in CM Punk's first match back after seven and a half years, and then you're flanked by Sting. Like that's what what a fucking look for Darby Allen. Pretty big, and they still left it open to the fact that like in the rematch, Darby Allen's probably winning the rematch. Yeah, I'd say so. I don't think this is over. He'll come back. He'll come back. What a time. What a time, dog. Um, Let's see. Paul White and and QT Marshall. Short, inoffensive match. We knew that wasn't going to be like a thing, right? Um, And then to the main event, dog. Kenny Omega taking on Christian Cage. What do you think of the match itself? I thought it was a bit... It was. I didn't think it was the best match of the night. I didn't think it was the worst match of the night. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a little bit better than medium. Sure. You know, but um, <clears throat> it was. It was what we expected to happen. I don't think anybody in that fucking building thought Christian was going to win. No diss to Christian. I think that may. I think the the crowd kind of took away from it, and so they kind of had yeah. to do things like to get the crowd into it to create a couple of false finishes. When he hit that kill switch. That was a great false finish. Whatever fucking whatever Omega slipped on the on the railing. Yeah. Small way. <laughs> yeah. I got you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Omega yeah. Finished it. That was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys have really good chemistry. They do. Really, really good chemistry. Um, yeah, and like I said, I, I don't think there was ever a way they really thought that we that Christian would win it, but um really, really good chemistry. Um and they pulled out a lot of stops. They pulled out a lot of stops. That double stomp through the table, um, the spear through the table. Um, Christian was bleeding from the mouth, right? Some of them V triggers looked a little tough. They did. They were they were mean. Yeah, kind of rough. All the way up until the GD one winged angel from the middle rope. Nobody getting out of that. Nobody's getting out of a regular one. Mm-mm. What a time! But then, dog. Okay. And then 
It's time, dog. Kenny Omega gets on the mic. After the beatdown, he says, yo, do you get it yet, Chicago? Do you know, you understand what this is? Can't nobody fuck with us, dog. Anybody fuck with me, they either not here, they retired, or they're already dead. And then the lights go off. Who did you think it was at first? Bruh, you know who I thought it was. I know, me too. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But then you hear the The music. I thought they knew too. Yup. You hear the music. You know it's all about the boom. And I said, oh, oh, shit. (laughs) I texted you in all caps. I got to back away from the mic. Let's fucking go. (laughs) Bruh. That was huge. Adam Cole, baby. And then he super kicks Jungle Boy. (laughs) And he super kicks Jungle Boy. I watched it the second time, right? And I don't know if it's something I should have noticed the first time, but you notice, A.W., they have the heel and babyface tunnels, right? Yeah. Adam Cole came out of the heel tunnel. Yeah, he did. And I didn't think about it until the second time watching. I already knew what was going to happen, but, like, is that something we should maybe watch for next time? We were just so shook. There was him. Big shook. Big, big shook, right? Gosh, he gets on the mic. Story, you ready for story time with Adam Cole, baby? <laughs> the elite is it the most elite group. Ain't nobody fucking with us. Kenny takes the mic back, like, yo, time to wish y'all good night. And then, goddamn, goddamn, the war music. Yup, they put some eight oh eights on it. Man bun and joggers. Fucking that was so fire. Brian Danielson makes his way. Brian Danielson is all elite. Like, how do they do? Like, they had three Bruh. debuts. They had three debuts. On, they had three huge debuts on one fucking night. Huge. And nobody got overshadowed. Bruh. Bruh. But they all had a purpose. Bruh. What a time. And then you get the brawl to end the night. <sighs> I got to say, right? We talked about this being a great look for Darby Allen. What a fucking look for Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Oh, yeah. To be, the mix. to be in that ring at that moment, to be in that fight. Listen, man. What a time. They're they're right at they're up top. They're sitting what up on the top time. shelf, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's break it down. We had two debuts. Let's break down the first one. How do you see this Adam Cole thing going? I mean, he's all elite. You know. How long do you think he stays with the elite? Do you think he stays with the elite? Who is his first feud? Like, work me through what you're thinking. Well, see, I don't know if you've seen it today, and I don't even know if it was a real tweet. But apparently got deleted real quick. Did you see what Kevin Owens tweeted? Uh, yes, about Mount Rushmore coordinates. Yeah, yeah. Well, then I mean, you know what? That was what it was. Adam Cole, Kevin Owens, and, and the, the Bucks. Bucks were a team. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. I mean, that's just weird. They tweets that. But I don't see Kevin Owens leaving anytime soon. But apparently, his uh, contract's almost up. Oh yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll um, but yeah. as far as Adam Cole goes, what do you think? What do you think his future is? 
I mean, we're gonna we're gonna see Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan eventually. You think so? Brian Danielson. Oh, yeah. His name is Brian Danielson. Yes. Yeah. Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, they're they're each gonna go through each other's teams until it's just them two. I wouldn't mind seeing that blood and guts. Yeah, that'd yeah. be fire. Oh shit! Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Um, I don't think. I don't think he stays with the elite for too too long. Maybe after blood. I mean, honestly, it'd be smart of them to do blood and guts right now. Ah, you got to build to that. Fucking crap. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I mean, build it as much as you can. Don't right. rush it. Right. But before anything else, possibly knock on wood, shut down. Right. Like what happened with the first one, you know. Right. 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 And I mean, it paid off. It did. Where they did the first blood and guts, it was tight. It did. Yeah. We had to wait so fucking long. Right. True, true, true. It's, um... The thing is, man, like, I can't see Adam Cole as a babyface. But I also... And maybe... I mean, listen, man. That's a huge free agent name. Like, that's the guy. Um, I mean, that was a guy NXT. The longest reigning NXT champion, right? Um... So I get why he would join the Elite... Among joining AEW, those are his real he's those are his real life friends, right? And they they have a history together. Something tells me though, man, Adam Cole isn't one for just staying in the background. No, fuck no. You know what I'm saying? He's not one for staying in the background. We so, did Adam Cole and Kenny Omega. Bro, all the possibilities, dude. Like, dude, yeah. All of the possibilities: Kenny Omega, Darby Allen, CM Punk. Brian Danielson, Jungle Boy, Christian Miro. Cage, Miro. Like, and I didn't even have to think about those names. No. Just listed them off. You know what I'm saying? MJF. Oh, shit. Fuck it. Dude. Dude. Right? Lot of heavy hitters. Lot of heavy hitters. Um, so I, 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 I get why you joined the Elite because, again, they, they have that history. And before you can tell a new story, you have to kind of reestablish the old story. So, you know, I compare it to, like, Finn Balor. He's back on SmackDown. Like, I've seen a little bit of his promo stuff. They might do the Demon, which I'm not really a fan of, especially if he's going to lose. But yeah, that's the stupidest thing they can do. You know what I'm saying? But for the new audience, you kind of have to reestablish and then make the changes. But also, with AEW being so faction-heavy, does he get a faction? Does he stand alone? Like, what happens here? I, dude, what a time, dude. Shit, we didn't, we didn't say it, but, I mean, Adam Cole and fucking uh, John Moxley. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shit. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, like you were just saying, I mean, Adam Cole, I mean, he could definitely stand alone. I wouldn't mind seeing him stand alone. Man, you know? I don't know, man. Warrior, you know, by himself out there. I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm big intrigued, big intrigued. Let's move on to Brian Danielson because the difference between him, I think a lot of people kind of lump him and CM Punk together, but the difference between their two stories is, you know, CM Punk wants to know if he can go, if he can still go. Brian Danielson knows he can still go. He wants to see if these dudes are as good as they think they are. With that, so like I see him instantly just jumping in the mix in some great matches, right? Um, who <laughs> the same list we just gave for Adam say. Cole, right? Like, 
Daniel, listen, we, man, that Daniel Bryan, sorry, I keep saying Daniel Bryan, that Bryan Danielson Kenny Omega match, that's coming. That's coming. Right? (laughs) MJF, right? I want to see MJF and CM Punk. I think that War of Words will be great. MJF against Brian Danielson would be great because because that Mike skill, him being a bastard, Brian, dude, I can't even talk. Like, <laughs> I can't even speak words. And we ain't seen Hangman in a bit. Nope. Bruh, Adam Cole and Hangman. Anybody in Hangman. Yeah, the Battle of Adam. Brian Danielson. I'm dude. What a time, dude. What a Game's time. Game's changed. The game has changed, dog. Uh. My body. My body, Ren. <laughs> Did you find it ironic that the next night on Monday Night Raw they had a more wrestling centric episode of Raw? It was so hard to watch. I didn't see it. I read about it, but it was more it was more wrestling centric. Do you think that was like a direct response? I think I think they had to do something. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't just go on out there and play the same role they've been playing for a couple weeks now. You know, Bruh. The game, the game fucked up. Dudes beats is banging. Dude, uh, your hooks did it. Uh, it's uh, listen, man. Like I said before, two years ago and and before and before that, it's been a, it's a great time to be a fan. But damn, I wasn't expecting all this. No, I don't think anybody was. I mean, I think we're just expecting Brian Danielson. Bruh, we about to get on. Everything. Adam fucking Cole. We about to get Andrade. Andrade versus Pac is coming. Like, what? Huh? Huh? Yeah, dog. Huh? It's messing me up, man. It's messing me up. That was AEW Full Gear. I wish we were able to record after Dynamite for these new chapters, but listen, we'll be back. We'll be back mad soon. Speaking of that, actually, let's... um, Let's mention that. Me and you talked about it a little bit. That uh, we want to do a, a Q and A coming up. Yeah, we'll probably do that. Drop that in October. So go hit the tweets. Go hit the the IG. We'll be putting out our our social media handles here in a bit. You know how we do the Q and As. It's not just wrestling. Ask us anything. AMA. AMA. We gonna A them Qs. Ask us anything. Q&A coming real, real soon. Jot your questions down. We can't wait to answer them. Let's get up out of here, dog. Big Ren, let me know how to get reach you on the social medias, bro. Got it, me go. Y'all motherfuckers can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at A motherfucker. A underscore M-A-A-F-H-U-C-K-A. You can also find me on Snapchat, Moffed Up 316, M-A-A-F-F-H-H-D-U-P 316. Check it out, y'all. No doubt, hit me on Twitter and the instant grams at Juvi Desayuno. That's J-U-V-I-D-E-S-A-Y-U-N-O. Check me out on the show page. Check out both of us on the show page. Me and Big Ram on the show page. At The Hard Camera on Twitter, on the instant grams, at The Hard Camera. Live coverage, live witticisms, predictions, whatnot, here, too forth, etc., things of that nature. 
But above all else, you listen to us on a variety of different platforms. Some are listening on Spotify, some are listening on Anchor. Some are listening on Google Podcasts, and some are listening on Breaker. Some are even listening on Radio Public. Wherever you're listening, heartwarming content, heart-building content, content that is elite, content that goes all out, content that is dynamite, content that is on a rampage, <laughs> content that will hopefully help us pay our bills. I am your guy, Juve. I'm here, as always, with my tag team partner, Big Ren, the legendary, and together we are live resistance. We'll see you in a couple weeks. WWE Extreme Rules. Until next time, we will see y'all next time. Adios, amigos. Salute.